Lord Jesus, we thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you for drawing us together unto yourself. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your power. I accept our thanks in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, in every life present in this place, we thank you for that which eyes have not seen. We thank you for that which ears have not heard. We thank you for that which has not even begun to enter into the arts of man. For everyone on the internet, Lord, we thank you for that which eyes have not seen. Thank you for that which ears have not heard. Thank you for that which has not even begun to enter into the heart of man. And Lord, let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Praise the name of the Lord. Good morning, everybody. Um, it's, it's good to be um, here at this point in the service. And I'm really excited about what God is doing and what is breaking forth in our lives and what we yet do. Praise the name of the Lord. I was telling my wife this morning that I'm unable to sleep. I've not been able to sleep. I just lie down there. You know? I'm just excited and restless. Praise the name of the Lord. My colleague said, is it too much power? I said, I don't know. But I am really excited this morning about what God is going to do. Praise the name of the Lord. Um, our text is the same. Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. From verse 1 to 8. Luke 18. 1 to 8. Luke 18, 1 to 8. The word of God says that one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Okay. We can all read from the screen, right? Okay. Let's all read together. One, two, go. One day, Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant request. Then the Lord said, 
learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But son of man returns Praise the name of the Lord. You see, the future belongs to those who believe with all their heart that God is able to do all that he said he will do. The future belongs to those that, that believe with every cell in their body that if God says a, regardless of what I am seeing, A will surely come to pass. Praise the name of the Lord. The future does not belong to the people that say sin is believing. The future belongs to the people that say if I believe, then I will see. Abraham, you know the story of Abraham. He have a child. Abraham, Abraham means exalted father. You know, Abraham means exalted father. He didn't have a child. And everywhere he was going, they were calling him what? Exalted father. I mean, wouldn't you be tempted to change that name? Everywhere you are going, they keep reminding you. In fact, we were some wicked people, they will torture him with that exalted father. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But Abraham, Abraham at the time, stuck with the name because he believed with all his heart. And when God met him, and God was to change his name, I thought God was going to change it to something less embarrassing. God changed it to Abraham, father of nations. <laughs> Isn't God comical? Father of nations. Father of nations. And Abraham believed God. Praise the name of the Lord. Abraham believed God. You see, the, 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 the word for you this morning is believe God. Don't give up on God. Don't rationalize God. Believe God. Praise the name of the Lord. The future belongs to those that, that what? That believe God. That believe God. Daniel believed God. The king came. They, they manipulated the situation. They had to throw him into the lion's den. On the way to the, to the den, Daniel could have, you know, buckled. Daniel believed God. 
You see, many times, many of us, we would rather God doesn't take us to any lion's den. We say to God, God, I believe you, man. No lion's den. But God says, the lion's den will prove that you believe me. Praise the name of the Lord. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, they come up with a very popular story. They, 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 were, they were put in the furnace that was boiled seven times over. And before they went to the furnace, they said to the king, you know, King Oga, we need to just tell you this, in case we don't come out, the God we serve is able to deliver us. But even if he doesn't, we will not bow. And they went through the fire. Again, we would rather not go through the fire. The thought of fire is scary. So we, we have a, a generation that, you know, once they close their eyes and they shake their head and they believe God for a miracle and nothing happens, not seemingly they curse God. We have a generation that begins to doubt God because they prayed yesterday and God did not answer today. God wants you to know that he's got your back. Praise the name of the Lord. Well, that's a good place to clap. If you want to clap, <laughs> you know, if you want to clap, if you don't want to clap, it's fine. He said, if, rather, he didn't say if, he said, when you go through the fire. Sometimes, you know, God takes me through certain things, and I say to God, that, is this thing not too much for one person? Just one person. God takes us through the fire. But you see, it is in the fire that Jesus is revealed. It is in the fire that the semblance of the Son of God is manifested. So as we, as we wrap up this um, weekend of the judge of the, of the whole earth, we'll look at Four things from this story. A lot have been shared at the vigil and, 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 on, and on Thursday. And like I said, the word of God is, is, uh, God is cumulative, you know. So on Thursday, God said to us, you are coming out. Praise the name of the Lord. So guess what? He's still saying you are coming out. Amen. And you will come out. Amen. In Jesus' name. He said to us, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know. For some of us here, we've gone through seasons of, the best way to describe it is, is, is it's like um, a patched land, it's like drought. I'm here to announce to you that the drought season is over. 
In the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Four things from this passage of scripture. Then we go on to the um, to anoint us and we'll be done. The first thing is that the the revelation of God, our Father, as the judge, makes all the difference in prayer. The revelation of God, our Father, as the judge, makes all the difference in prayer. Makes all the difference in prayer. So when we, when we have come to God today, we have come to the judge of the whole earth, but guess what? He's our Father. Praise the name of the Lord. If you are going to a courtroom and, and your father is the judge, coupled with the fact that you are in the right, I don't think you'll be scared. You shouldn't be. And verse 1, Jesus is saying, this is the purpose of this parable, to show us that God, our Father, is judge when we come to the place of prayer, particularly supplication. When we come to the place of prayer, it says to show that they should always pray and never give up. Why should we always pray and never give up? Why? Because the judge is our, is our father. It says he told them this parable to always pray and never give up. Why am I not going to give up? Why am I going to believe with all my heart that God is able to do he said he will do every promise to me so I won't give up on God cause he won't Amen. We have, I say to people that the whole congregation of Gospel Beat House is a first grade choir. <laughs> no, I, and I'm not, I'm not just boasting. Did you hear that song? That was sung. No croaking voices. So it is to show that we should always pray and never give up. The psalmist says in Psalm 27 verse 13, Psalm 27 verse 13, that I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I would have given up. I would have fainted except I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I'm here to say to you, no matter how tough it is for you right now, you are going to see the goodness of the Lord. Not in heaven. In the land of the living. In the mighty name of Jesus. And if you are seeing the goodness of the Lord already, guess what? You are going to see another level of the goodness of the Lord. There's some preacher called Rick Warren. He puts it this way. He says, since I know God loves me totally. 
and wants what's best for me, I don't have to understand every move he makes in my life. He says, since I know that God loves me totally, I've accepted that. And he wants the best for me. I've accepted that. I don't have to understand everything God does. How many people agree that, I mean, there are certain things in life that just doesn't make sense? Really? Okay, the rest of you, you have everything figured out. <laughs> there are certain things that just doesn't make sense. If I were to write the plot, I would come up with a better script, I think. Of course not. <laughs> but since I know that God loves me totally, I've accepted that love of God. You see, if you are here and you've not embraced and accepted totally that love, you need to start from there. You need to start from there. Since I've accepted that God loves me totally and God has got my back completely, guess what? Even though I don't understand everything, I trust him. I trust him. So, from this, from this, we see clearly that we are not to approach prayer with the ASAP mindset. You know, you know what ASAP, is, ASAP means? As soon as possible. You know, the, the world is getting faster. Everything is done like, like this, at the this, this speed of light. And subconsciously, we bring that into our relationship with God. We bring that to our relationship with God. From my phone, I can order something online and it will be delivered in my house in two days. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and we bring the ASAP mindset. But what God is saying to us, to you and I today, is that rather than us approaching prayer with as soon as possible mindset, we should approach prayer with as long as it takes mindset. So take that thing that you are believing God for. You know... I've seen people come and say, look, pastor, and I, and I really appreciate their faith. By my next birthday, God should have done A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. And I say amen, according to your faith. But you see, I also know that God has his own timetable. Praise the name of the Lord. God has his own timetable. So if God doesn't do it by your next birthday, what do you do? You get really upset. You know, I was praying, uh, a lady called me last week to prove her a new car, and I, I went to prove her a new car. She was telling me the story of the car. She says that she got to a point, you know, a few months ago, and she said to God that, ah, ah God, ah, but try for me now. <laughs> Can I be jumping on kind of, Try small now. And I laughed. 
It's good to be able to talk to God like that. But you see, when you approach prayer, don't approach prayer with as soon as possible. Look, I don't know what it is. Roll up your sleeves and say this matter. As long as it takes. So instead of ASAP, ALAP, ALAT, instead of ASAP, be a lot. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. The widow went to the judge and said, The judge, if in five minutes you don't answer me, I'm checking out of here. The judge will be very happy. But yeah, yeah, quickly go as in the unjust judge. The woman went to the judge with the mindset of as long as it takes, I am going to get justice. In fact, the judge, in the New Living Translation that we read, the judge says, this woman is driving me crazy. This woman is driving me crazy. So don't give up on God. No, 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 no. God will answer speedily. Everybody say speedily. You heard what Jesus said. I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. That was what Jesus said. He will do it quickly. So the first thing we learn is that the revelation of God our Father as the judge makes all the difference in prayer. Makes all the difference in prayer. You know? Makes all the difference in prayer. <laughs> Listen. You know, some people are struggling in their hearts. I have faith. And I know what it is to pray for someone and the person be healed instantly. President of the Lord. And with that same faith, I know what it is to pray for someone and the person will take three months to be healed. It's the same God. It's the same healing. Praise the name of the Lord. When you approach God, sometimes I hear people that have prayed and get the answer like that. Talk with some form of disdain to people that is taking three months to answer. And I smile. You know why I smile? Keep living. Just keep. Just keep living. Just keep living. God wants to create capacity in us. I must say capacity. So sometimes it takes us through the fire. But the key thing is that God will not fail you. Say amen, say amen, say amen. amen. The second thing we we learn here is we should not be ignorant of the enemy, of the accuser. This woman was not ignorant of her accuser. In this story, there, there, there are three main characters. We, we saw 
the judge, very prominent. We saw the woman and the accuser. If there's something the enemy always wants is to hide and pretend and, and as if it doesn't exist. You know, I've also heard a lot of some believers say, oh, you know, the, the, the devil does not really exist. It's just a figment of your, of your imagination. President of the Lord, the devil loves that. He loves that. Why? Because if you don't know the enemy, you can't attack the enemy. Talk less of overcoming the enemy. Paul puts it this way. He says, we should not be ignorant of the devices of Satan. In other words, he would rather have us ignorant. Praise the name of the Lord. Of course, there's this other extreme that sees the devil in everything. You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm not talking about that. You know? I know a woman that if... She said this to me before. Long when I was, when we were growing up. She said, look at these shoes. And I looked at the shoes. She said, when we first passed through this route, the shoes were like this. Now look well. They are down like this. They have come. <laughs> and as a child, I was like, where are they? God doesn't want us to be paranoid and seeing the enemy and everything. But God doesn't want us to be ignorant. God doesn't want us to be ignorant. There are things that must be confronted spiritually. And such things, the enemy would have us just ignore them. And the, the major thing the enemy does is, is to accuse, really. So accuse us. So accuse us. The Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. And the accuser is persistent. Revelations 12.10. Can you please put it up? Revelations 12.10. Please put up Revelations 12.10. Um, 12.10. The accuser is persistent. Is persistent. God is able to do. Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens, It has come at last salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser. Of our, bread, of our brothers and sisters have been thrown down to the earth. The one who accuses them before our God how often? Day and night. The accuser is showing up day and night. I want to show you how he does it. How often should we show up? How often did the woman show up? How often did Jesus say we should show up before the judge? Day and night. 
They are accusing you. You are sleeping. Snoozing. Sometimes, you know, I wonder, I wonder how the story would have been, the story of Job, if he listened into the conversation that was going on between God and Satan. Maybe if Satan had said, Oh, does Job, does Job fear you for not? Maybe, maybe he would have been prepared. Maybe, at least. I'm not saying to necessarily avert it. Maybe. Praise the name of the Lord. So the accuser is persistent. Number two, the accuser is fearless. The accuser is fearless. You know, I've, I've heard um, Reverend Kole say before that if Satan can muster up forces and challenge God in heaven, do you think he's afraid of you? <laughs> Satan that knows God, when they say Jagunabi, you know what they call Jagunabi? God himself, the man of war. Satan, no, he knew God. How awesome God is. How terrible he is. In war, in battle. He knew all that. And he still went and challenged him. Fearless. But God put him in his place. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. The beauty of it for you and I is that God has said to you and I, I have given you power to tread upon serpents and upon scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So God is saying, even we, as weak and frail as we are, God is saying, Satan, these boys are going to Cross your head. And there's nothing you can do about it. So don't think because we, Jesus has empowered us that Satan will fail us. Don't think because you are anointed that Satan will back, back down from attacking you. No, you will just defeat him. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but it will stop him from coming back. Even Jesus, the Bible says that he left Jesus for a season. Number three about the, the enemy you must know. How he fulfills this persistent accusation is that the accuser, Satan, uses believers to fulfill his ministry. He uses believers. To accuse, to accuse. How do I know? You know, if you read Job 1 7, God, God asked him, where, where have you been, Satan? And Satan said, Oh, I've been going up and down to and fro. You know, he has to be running up and down to try and monitor what's going on, right? In other words, if Satan is in Afghanistan, he can't be in Nigeria. 
You can't. Some people are shocked. <laughs> Shock on people's faces. My goodness. So you didn't know that. If Satan is in Togo, he cannot be in Ghana. He can't. So how does he fulfill this ministry of staying before God, before God, before God, and accusing you and I, accusing the, brother, the brethren, they and I, how does he do it? Simple. He finds a believer that is jealous. He uses jealousy. Everybody say jealousy. You know, we carry the presence of God. We have access to God. So he uses the believer that is one jealous. They say, who does he think he is? That small boy. You know? And begin to accuse him, right? Satan has gone. He's already in Togo. Then the believer begins to go to another believer. Can you see? Who says, what does he know? You know? Ask your neighbor, who are you working for exactly? Ask them, ask them, ask them. Who are you working for? Jealousy is just one trait. Offense is another trait. And the list can go on and on and on. But whatever he uses is usually legitimate. Everybody say legitimate. Say after me. I. Olufemi Munei. Put your name. I will not be an agent of Satan. In the mighty name of Jesus. <laughs> and the believers feel justified. They're accusing and accusing and accusing and accusing. But I thank God for we overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. <laughs> Hallelujah. And by the word of our testimony. He overcame by the blood of the Lamb. That is how Satan fulfills his ministry of accusation before God. Consistently, he needs believers. That's why in God's favorite house, we have zero tolerance for gossip. Zero tolerance for gossip. We don't do gossip. It's part of our values. Amen. 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 We don't do gossip. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We don't do gossip. So if you find someone that comes to you and say, don't mind them. That sister is pregnant though. Hmm. Said to them, this is God's favorite household. We don't do that here. <laughs> we don't, with an attitude. Ah, how do I do it? I don't know how to do it. <laughs> we don't do that here. That's bad behavior from the village. If you want to go back to the village, go back to the village.
Praise the name of the Lord. We don't do gossip. I see, the, 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 I, I deliberately, everyone, everyone, it's a spiritual thing we do. Everyone that, you know, that joins gospel with house, you know what we do? Everybody goes through the journey. And in the first trip of the journey, you sign a document. That document, standing before God, if you gossip, is going to speak against you. You can exit. You can leave. But if you are here, you can't gossip. Say to your neighbor, we can't gossip. <laughs> oh, Lord. You see, it's good to be very strategic. Very strategic. The spiritual thing, I will bring it up before heaven. Very spiritual thing that we are doing here. Very spiritual. Everybody spiritual. Spiritual. Uh, spiritual. <laughs> All right. So, number one, the revelation of God our Father. As the judge makes all the difference in prayer. Number two, we should not be ignorant of the accuser. Number three, the fact that you are right doesn't automatically win the case for you. The fact that you are right does not automatically win the case for you. So what does? The lawyers call it advocacy. I love lawyers. Son says, Pastor, I don't want to marry a lawyer. I say, why? He says, lawyers are liars. <laughs> I say, no, I've met very nice, nice lawyers. Let all the lawyers shout hallelujah. <laughs> they are there. Advocacy. It's called advocacy. And verse 4 says, the judge ignored her for a while. But finally, he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people. But this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice. Even though she was right, she didn't get justice until... She wore the judge out with a constant request. Now, guess what? The Bible says that we have an advocate, Jesus, that stands at the, sits at the right hand of God. Now, let me paint a, a cut scenario. The lawyer should correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> if you have a judge and the advocate shows up, which is the lawyer. And the person does not show up. And it's a case that parties must show up because in our own kind of spiritual case, you have to show up. What will happen? Lawyers, help me. Will the case continue? I hope not. <laughs> they will adjourn it. Okay, fine. 
they will adjourn the case. Is that true? That's true. Okay, ma, that's true, ma. They will adjourn the case. Okay, I'm confirming with the senior lawyers. <laughs> they will adjourn the case. Now, the problem is that a lot of us, our cases are just being adjourned. 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 You have the best advocates in the universe. Jesus, the son of the living God. Standing before the Father. And he's saying in Hebrews 4, the last 13, says we should come boldly to the throne of grace. We should come boldly that we may obtain what? Mercy. That the judgment might be ruled in our favor. We have to show up. Praise the name of the Lord. So the fact that you are right doesn't automatically win the case for you. And our lawyers tell us that he who abandons his case cannot complain of denial of fair hearing. Are we? That's correct in law. He who abandons his case cannot complain of denial of fair hearing. If you abandon your case, you can't complain that, oh, God is, is, is not doing A or B or C or D. Let me give you a typical example. You, you are praying for X. X could be anything. The variable, math. Now, right. You are praying for X. You come day one. You open the, the file, the case for X. So they open the file, the case in heaven. X. Day two. You slip off. Your advocate is waiting. Case adjourned. Day three. Case adjourned. Day four. Case adjourned. Day five. Ah. You come back to X. You show off two times. Then you abandon. You know, it's just very fuzzy. I'm very, sorry, clumsy. God expects us to consistently show up. Everyone say, show up. Just show up. There are certain times I don't know what to pray. I just say to God, I'm just showing up. I don't know what to pray, Lord, but I'm just showing up. I am just showing up. (laughs) Praise the name of the Lord. And number four... The judge has the final say. As we learned at the vigil, the judge has the final say. The judge has the final say. Now, some of us, we've been, we've been laboring under a heavy yoke of certain pronouncements that were made over us. But you see, Good news for you today is that the judge has the final say over your life. Amen. Your colleague doesn't have the final say. Your boss doesn't have the final say. No, 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 he doesn't have the final say. Even your father doesn't have the final say. Your mother doesn't have the final say. Jesus has the final say. The father has the final say. Praise the name of the Lord. So what is it? You'll be told that, oh, 
This can never happen. Not in this place. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. I remember some time ago, I said to someone that you are going to be you are going to be um, an executive in this organization. I said, you know, sometimes I laugh when I say things. So, so maybe sometimes people struggle to take me seriously. <laughs> I don't know. I said to him that I was just a prophetic utterance. And he, he didn't say anything. He said, Amen. Pastor, Amen. But he was telling me this after it had happened. A few years, two years after that, after the word was said, after it happened. And he said that, but Pastor, let me tell you the truth. When you said it, I didn't believe you. I said to myself, it's a multinational. There's no black person that has ever been. Will these guys now trust a Nigerian? Praise the Lord. But you see, it doesn't matter who said it. Because who is he that has decreed a thing and it has come to pass? When the Lord has not decreed it. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So, you know, you know what set me free? My work with God. You know why, why I'm able to, to just give, if I feel God is telling me to say something, just say it. It's simple. God said to me sometime, Femi, what's the chaff from the wheat? I said, I don't understand. It says chaff. It says, what's the chaff from the wheat? I have to think very hard. The chaff... Is that thing that the wheat is in? He says, You are the chaff, my word is the wheat. Just speak my word. President of the Lord. So I said to the person, Oh, so you're going to be, and the person said, Oh, how can? How can? By the way, the script, that scripture is in Lamentations 3 37. Who is he that saith a thing and it comes to pass when the Lord has not commanded it? When God speaks. Many times we bring it in comparison, and we uh, side by side, that is table by table, to our feelings. Listen, it has nothing to do with your feelings. President of the Lord, it has nothing to do with your feelings. Nothing. Tell me who has the final say. Tell me who has the final say. Jehovah rose the waters back. Jehovah rose the waters back he makes a way where there is no amen in your health whatever has been said is just a diagnosis it is the counsel of God that will stand 
in your finances. Whatever has been said are just economic indications, indicators. It is the word of God that we stand. In the mighty name of Jesus. In your marriage. Your spouse is saying his own. Saying our own. It is the counsel of God that we stand. There's someone here. You're like, ah, but this thing is only if I've heard this word before now. As this thing is far gone. The God that raises the dead will resurrect that situation. In the mighty name of Jesus. God is saying, I am the judge of the whole earth. I am the God of all flesh. Will there anything be too hard for me? Will there be anything that is too hard for me? Nothing. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. So many things are happening. So many things are happening. There's someone that you've not been able to conceive. It's not that you've you are conceiving and you are having abortion. You've not been able to conceive. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you will conceive in your womb, yeah. and you will have your own children. Yeah. In the mighty name of Jesus, yeah. I, I, I struggle to say this, uh, but I, but I say it anyway. Um, we had a program for people that are trusting God for the fruit of the womb. How many months ago was this? At least six months? And we felt God was saying that we should have early communion and that everyone that takes that communion, God will breathe upon them and they'll be pregnant. So we announced to them that, okay, this is what we believe God is saying. And we want the people that had children already that were in that meeting, don't eat this thing. No. If you chop this thing. <laughs> to the glory of God, as they were chopping, they were also chopping. <laughs> glory be to God for <laughs> You know? Why, why I say that, why I say that, I, I struggled to say it was, you know, I know that out of, there were about 20 people there, I, but I think there are still two of them that are left to get pregnant. So, the way we walk, the way we walk, by the grace of God, is we stay, you know, the, 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 the priests, when, they, when their feet touched Jordan and Jordan parted, they stayed in Jordan until the whole congregation passed. The way we walk until those two chop. We are going to believe God. Praise the name of the Lord. We are going to believe God. 
You are going to believe God. <clears throat> you are going to believe God. Because it is not ASAP. It is ALA. Hallelujah. And, and that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, Look, believe me, Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Oh, yes, he is. But what he's saying is when I come back, will I find faith that is not ASAP, that is ALAT? Will I find faith that is ALAT as long as it takes? Will I find faith on earth? That was his burden. That when I show up, Will I still find people that are trusting me, that are believing me for stuff? Will I still find faith? Praise the name of the Lord. You see, we are about to pray now and anoint people. Ancient doors are going to be open like that. People are going to be healed and delivered and anointed. But you see, if you are here, you are not living for Jesus. Jesus is not the Lord of your life. You've never given your life to Jesus at any time. Or you've given your life to Jesus and you're backsliding. You need to come back to God. Otherwise, this whole thing... I pray nothing will pass you by in Jesus' name. But that is the starting point. That's the starting point. You are saying, Pastor, that is me. When I was describing, accepting, and embracing the love of God, you've never, you don't even know the love of God. You've not tested the love of God. You say, pray with me, Pastor. Pray with me. I want to pray with you. Let's burn our hearts as we burn our heads. Father, we pray for everyone that has lifted our hands to you, that are crying to you at the moment, we ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you cleanse them totally. Lord, reveal yourself to them. Change their hearts. Change their lives. Let your name be glorified. Everyone that's out of these ones that have known you before, that keep coming and going and coming and going, Father, shut the door to the world, to them, in the mighty name of Jesus, and help them stand for you. Honor and glory be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord.